0: Well, good morning, Orangewood. want to welcome all of you here in the room and those joining us online. And if you have a Bible, want to join us, we're going to be in Matthew 6. Uh, you can also follow along on the screen as I read this morning. Uh, we stand. Uh, why do we stand? We stand uh, as a sign of God's power and authority to speak to us through his word. And so now receive Matthew 6. Jesus said, pray then like this, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we've forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. Uh, It is wonderful uh, today to have you and our new members and families of new members and baptisms. Um, uh, If you're guests with us, I'm really glad you're here. We're in a sermon series called Kingdom Come uh, as we journey our way to the cross uh, this Lenten season and Holy Week. And uh, through this series, uh, we've been in what's called the Lord's Prayer. Uh, which is Jesus's model prayer for us from the Sermon on the Mount. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the sermon series, we have these spiritual practices that are available to you. And so I just want to remind you again, if, if that's something that you want to take advantage of, you can go to orangewood.org slash kingdom uh, today, uh, we are entering a new section of this Lord's Prayer. The first part, uh, uh, the first portion of the prayer was was about how God is our Father through Jesus. And then the second part was about God's kingdom and, and God's will going forth through our lives. And today, uh, this section is God's provision for our needs. And that's an interesting question, right? Like, what do I need? You know, when I, when I talk to my kids sometimes and, and, uh, and they'll, they'll start telling me like what they need and they'll say things like, Daddy, I need a new toy. Uh, Daddy, I need Chick-fil-A for dinner. <laughs> Except on Sunday, right? And, and, and through this, this, this world of mixing wants and needs, I I'll, I'll, I'll want to kind of pull them aside and explain to them the difference between wants and needs. But if I'm being honest, I'm actually not the best leader to lead them because I see the mixture of wants and needs even in my own life. What do we need? Jesus tells us we need Bread. But not just any bread. He says here, we need daily bread. Now, you may be wondering, I mean, okay, bread? That's what we need? Um. You know, it, it, it seems for us that it's such a different world in our modern world of affluence. Uh, bread now for us functions as that small thing that ends up on the dinner table before the entree comes just to keep your mouth busy, right? Uh, 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 bread, just, bread just comes uh, as part of the, the meal. You can, you can get rid of it if you want. You don't have to eat it. But in the ancient world, it was different. Dan Doriani put it this way, quote, bread was the stuff of life, the one food people ate every day. In fact, in the Old Testament, bread became a word that you would connect all source of life through food to. So many examples, I can't even give them, but one, I'll just give you one. Psalm 136 says this, God gives food. Food to all flesh, for His steadfast love endures forever. Uh, our translation has already done the work for you, but it's this Hebrew word "lehem" for bread. God gives bread to all flesh. Bread and food are synonymous to the Hebrew people. It was the basic stuff of life, the uh, the essential needs. Uh, but notice also, it it tells us that this was not just any bread. It is daily bread. It's something we need every day. And that would be hard for you to grasp, too, because uh, right now you may be thinking about lunch already. Uh, where, where do I want to go today? When will the sermon be over? Uh Our our minds aren't concerned about the daily aspect. We're already thinking about what we will have, not if it will ever come. You see, in the ancient world, uh, it was more obvious to the people hearing this prayer because many of them were day laborers. And so what that meant is they would put in a day's work and they would receive their pay for that day. Uh, they didn't have um, auto deposit every two weeks. Uh, they, they, didn't, they didn't have vacation and, and sick days. Uh, if they didn't work, they, they didn't get bread for that day. What do we need? We need daily bread. But second, what does our need expose? It is this you and I are more hungry and more dependent than we possibly could imagine. But rather than embracing our need this morning and seeing it for what it is, we are invited in our world into a couple illusions. The first is the illusion of more the illusion of more. Rather than seeing my need, your need for daily bread, we are invited into the illusion of more. I don't really need daily bread. What I really need is just more of what I already have. 13 years ago, Rachel and I were living in Houston, Texas. And um, I had gone to a local coffee shop to do some reading, I walk in the door, but there's a massive line. I, I, I'm almost, my back is against the, 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 the door, the glass door. And we're waiting in line to get to the front, massive line. Um, but while I'm waiting, this is 2010. So the iPhone has come out. So we are now experiencing a life that we had never experienced before. Uh, kids, you have never experienced this life. It was the life before the iPhone was, when you were in line, this is what you did. You just waited in line. (laughs) Like you couldn't do anything else. You just waited to get to the front. But now the the iPhone's come out, and so I have a little bit of time in between this door and that, um, that spot to order. I'm just gonna answer some texts and get through some emails, and then as I'm making my way to the front of the line, I get there. I order this coffee and the barista said it'll be this much, whatever it was. Time's inflation now. Um, And I go to set my phone down on the counter and to grab my wallet. You know, this is pre-Apple Pay and all that stuff. And uh, I put my phone down. I pull out my wallet. I'm about to pay. And as I'm paying, this barista looks at my phone. Keep in mind, this is 2010 I think this is iPhone iPhone three days. If you ever had the iPhone three, the iPhone four has just come out within the last couple months. I set my iPhone three down. And as I do, and I go to pay, the barista looks at my phone and she points and she looks at me and she says, you have the old one. (laughs) And I, and I, I struggle as I think back how to communicate to you how she said it. It wasn't an observation. It was more a statement of shame. <laughs> she pointed and she said, as she looked at me, You have the old one. And the second she said it, I could feel welling up inside of me this voice that rose. And that voice was screaming at me inside and it said, She's right. I have the old one. We are all hungry for more. There was a prophet who called to us from the wilderness, speaking a voice of truth. His name was Bruce Springsteen. And he said this, everyone, everyone has a hungry heart. Rather than confessing that I had a hungry heart, I thought if I just had a better one, if I just got rid of this old one, then I would have had everything I needed. The illusion of more. Now, sometimes we, we, we may be deceived into thinking it's only with our stuff, the illusion of more. But, but you may be here today and the illusion for you is if, if I just have more righteousness, more goodness than everyone else around me, then, then everything's going to be okay. Uh, one person said this recently, quote, our drug of choice right now is knowing who we are better than. Oh, man, <laughs> if that's not 2023, I don't know what is. Who am I better than? We don't want to acknowledge we're truly needy and hungry and desperate. And so what we do is we, we, we look around and say, because uh, there's always someone. Uh, who, who, who am I doing better than? Friends, this is why when you hear the story of someone struggling, you kind of celebrate inside. Because you're kind of like, oh, I'm actually doing better than them. This is why you feel the impulse on social media uh, to to let this person know uh, uh, that they don't get it uh, like you do. Uh, This is why when you're at the grocery store and you're in the express lane checkout line and there's only supposed to be 10 items, but the person in front of you has 12 you want to scream out to them, it's only supposed to be 10. Am I the only one? You don't look like you have that issue. So you start counting. One, two, three, four, five, seven. The Apostle Paul, talking about his own life and this allusion for more, said this. Though I myself, Paul, have reason for confidence in the flesh also, For his sake, I've suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, from being good, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. Paul says, look at my resume Okay, this is, this is a pretty, pretty good resume that I've, I've worked, I've strived for to, to, to have more than everyone else around me. And I got to the end of it and I realized it was nothing compared to Christ. Uh, he, he uses this word here. He says, it was, it was all rubbish in the end. Uh, this is a Greek word, rubbish is skoubalon. This this is a word that for him to use it he is definitely trying to get your attention this morning. If you had heard another synonym to this word, uh, you may put it on a T-shirt today. Uh, You may put it on your your bumper sticker of your car, and it would simply read "Scubalon happens." (laughs) Rubbish. Paul says, friends, do not buy the lie. Don't buy the lie. More will never, ever be enough. It will not solve our hungry hearts. Second, we have an illusion of self sufficiency. Uh, Paul here, and, and then you see this with Jesus. Jesus says, we don't pray and we say, uh, give us our weekly bread. It, it doesn't say, give us our monthly bread. It, it says, give us our daily bread. Jesus isn't saying, come to me when you feel like the pantry is getting low. Uh, Jesus says, it doesn't say, uh, come to me uh, when you feel like you're getting low in your own resources. Jesus says, if we will listen, you are more hungry and needy than you want to admit. Here's a question for you. When do you pray for a meal? Uh, most people I know, when we talk about praying for a meal, it's usually at the beginning of a meal uh, if you pray. Um, but what we see in Scripture is actually a story of you could also pray at the end of your meal. Um, This is what it says in Deuteronomy 8. And you shall eat and be full and you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. It's at the end of the meal. Moses gives them this invitation. uh, Pray and thank God as you finish the meal and, and for all that he's given you. But why? Why do we need to bless and thank God for what he has provided? Well, it says here, because our drift is to self-sufficiency. This is the very next verse that Moses gives. Take care, lest you forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments and his rules and his statutes Which I command you today, lest when you have eaten and are full and have built good houses and live in them. And when your herds and flocks multiply and your silver and gold is multiplied and all that you have is multiplied. Then your heart be lifted up. And you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, who who fed you in the wilderness with manna that your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and test you to do good in the end. Beware, lest you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. Moses doesn't want us to forget how hungry and dependent we truly are because we are prone, so prone to forgetting. Moses is essentially saying the very hands that were offered up in need to God, God meet this need, God come through, drift into clenched fists, of power this is the illusion of self-sufficiency and Moses says, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget, you will, you will forget, but don't forget. The Israelites had forgotten that God provided as they, were, as they were coming out of the wilderness, Exodus 16 tells us, uh, God gave them bread from Hannah bread from heaven, manna from heaven. When they had nothing, when they were fully in need, God provided. We are so prone to forgetting. And Moses says, hey, listen, you're about to enter the promised land. Life is about to get good for you. Things will increase in your life. Your salary is going to go up. The house is going to get better. All of these things are going to come in your house. You are warned now as you enter. Don't forget. Don't forget. Moses... It says you need to reclaim a word that you have forgotten. It's the word remember. Remember what God has done. This is actually the very next verse that he gives in Deuteronomy. It says this, you shall remember the Lord, your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your fathers as it is this day. Friends, maybe this week is a great week for you just to remember and recall where God has brought you. Uh, This this week, to to think of the gifts that God has brought into your life. To to think of the the ways he has met you in times of need and, and to not forget. It's so easy to forget how truly hungry and needy we are. But how will we be satisfied? How Will we be filled? Well, Jesus tells us, he says, ask him to give you what you cannot satisfy. Uh, we are to pray, give us our daily bread. It, it's, a, it's a confession. Uh, it, it, it's, it's a plea. It, it, it's, it's a word crying out saying, I need something and someone outside of myself. A couple weeks ago, um, I'm driving in the car with Emmy, our fifth grade daughter, which even just saying fifth grade daughter says, wait, you should not be that old. Um, But we're in the car driving together and she pulls up an Amazon music playlist for us to listen to. And as she pulls up the latest uh, Miley Cyrus song, Flowers, I knew the words. And my daughter was absolutely shocked. She had this look as she looked at me as I was mouthing some of the words, like, wait, you're supposed to only know boring Christian music. (laughs) And after the song ended, I began to tell her about the song and why I like the song, because it's exposing this modern belief that we have that I actually don't need anyone else. Uh, That uh, some of the lyrics from the song, I can buy myself flowers. I can love me better. Uh, Miley, if I can call her Miley. (laughs) Miley is saying, I can take care of my own needs. I don't need anyone. I can do it. Friends, as your pastor and friend, no, you can't this is why addiction is on the rise in our country. This is why anxiety and depression are at all-time highs, particularly in adolescence. The psychologist Martin Soutenman, who is not a Christian, not a Christian, sees the problem. And he says this tiny little unit known as the self cannot bear the weight of meaning that we are putting on it. Friends, we are more hungry and needy than we possibly could imagine. How are we filled? Jesus tells us, He says, Ask, ask. Say to Jesus. Give us our daily bread. Give me my daily bread. But notice that Jesus, what he's referring to, this bread, is only a small taste of what we are truly longing for. Put another way, we not only need a daily bread that sustains us, we need a daily bread that saves us. This is what's happening with some of Jesus' followers. In John 6, his disciples are discussing the faithfulness of God. When, when, when God spoke to the people uh, in the story of Exodus, when God provided the manna from heaven and they're speaking about God's faithfulness. And, and Jesus speaks in and he, he says, it's not just the faithfulness of God to provide a bread that sustains you. Oh, look deeper. Oh, it's pointing somewhere. Oh, it's going somewhere. This, the story has a better ending. It's the bread that'll save you. That's what you need. It's pointing to a bread that would come. Here's how John 6 and Jesus says, our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus then said to him, truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Friends, this manna that they were looking around saying, we were so thankful for God. He he met our needs uh, in the wilderness. He he gave us this this little tiny bread known as manna to eat. were, We're so thankful for him. And Jesus says, oh, look deeper. Look, look deeper the story is pointing somewhere and it's about you and an invitation to you it's, it's about a it's about a bread that would come as so undeserved but not only will it sustain you it will save you you're more needy and hungry than you possibly know and that bread while it was great it it's not what you fully needed you needed something better And this, this crowd of disciples is just listening in and, and, and as they hear this invitation, you see their response in the very next verse. This is what it says. The disciples said to him, sir, give us this bread always. Okay, whatever bread you're talking about today, okay, I I, want to recount the great stories of God's faithfulness, but, but this bread, this bread that meets me right here, this bread that gives me grace right here, this bread that not only sustains me and saves me is right here, sir, give me whatever this bread is you're talking about, I want that bread. Friends, all you need is nothing at all. All you need is need. And God will meet the hungry with the true bread of life. And this was Jesus' next words to all who were looking. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Friends, what you and I are looking for in a thousand other places to to justify us, to save us, to deliver us from the exhaustion and the anxiety, to, to deliver us from feeling like we don't measure up. Jesus says, I'm offering it today to you. It is the bread of life, which is me. Whatever you're looking for, Jesus says, you have to come to the end of yourself. And that's it. All you need is nothing at all. All you need is need. And Jesus says, If you will put your trust in me, if you will receive me as these disciples did, I will meet your need like nothing else will. I'll transform you. Jesus says, All that you need, my grace is qualified to supply. Is your heart hungry this morning? Are, are, are you here and you're, you just you, you, you just, God, I have come to the end of my I have nothing left. Then you're almost home. Because Jesus has opened the door, and he says, "If you receive me, I will eat with you, and you with me forever." Let's pray. So, gracious Father, today would you press upon us how truly hungry we are? Would you remind us again <laughs> that we are unable to meet that need of hunger? But our inability is graciously met by your supply. And so, Lord, would you feed us forever in Jesus the true bread that will always satisfy. We pray this in his name and everyone said, amen.